This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is a Sunday kind of love. I'm Maya Tan. It's Labor Day weekend and there'll be time for some well-deserved R&R, so it's a great time to catch up on movies. Today we're going to be looking at movies releasing this weekend around the world. While we were ahead of the US for Avengers The Age of Ultron, it won't be too long before these movies hit our shores. So here's a quick snapshot of five films to look out for in May. I promise there'll be a little something-something for everyone. First up on the list, The 100-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared. Now this is based on the best-selling novel by Swedish author Jonas Jonasson. You may have already picked it up. Um, it's a comic adventure that tells the tale of an elderly dynamite expert who escapes from a nursing home on his 100th birthday and goes on an adventure. This book is all kinds of hilarious and judging by the movie trailer, it's going to be a hit. Directed by Felix Herngren, it all begins on the 100th birthday of Alan Carlson. Sitting quietly in his room in a senior's home, he's waiting for a party. The mayor's going to be there, the press is going to be there, but as it turns out, Alan is slowly but surely climbing out of his bedroom window. There are all sorts of surprises. Um, it's a very unlikely journey involving criminals, a couple of murders, a suitcase full of cash, and incompetent police. And as his escapades unfold, we actually discover a lot about Alan's past. Uh, in which, remarkably, he helped to make the atom bomb, um, had a wild, drunken party with Stalin, was friends with Einstein, became friends with American presidents, Russian tyrants and Chinese leaders, and was a participant behind the scenes of many key events in the 20th century. Every day, it's getting closer, going faster than a toaster. Every day You know a lot of people a little longer every So are you willing to help us? Do you ever long for to love me? There will be no more wars after this invention of yours. Going faster than a rubber coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Now listen, I need you to help me find someone. He's a hundred-year-old geezer. His name is Alan Carlson. He has got my money. Bring it to me as soon as you can. Hello. You, my son, are dead meat. If you want to kill me, you better hurry. I'm 100 years old. Prick! Comrade Stalin wants you to tell him everything you know about the nuclear bomb. Maybe a drink first. to watch that one, The 100-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared. 
For those who like a little bit of classic literature and for those of you who are fans of Thomas Hardy, this will be a treat for you. It's a remake of Far From The Madding Crowd. It's also very the romantic. The original story in the book is centered around Gabriel Oakes, but it looks like uh, the movie, from the trailer at least, focuses on Bathsheba Aberdeen, no relation to Katniss, a girl who inherits her uncle's estate and through a turn of events hires Gabriel to work on her farms. A romance ensues, but Bathsheba has other suitors. Her neighbor, a rich farmer, William Boldwood, and the passionate and flamboyant army officer, Francis Troy. Whom does she marry? Christopher! It's her uncle's will! He's left to everything. Oh my goodness! <laughs> From now on, you have a mistress, not a master. It is my intention to astonish you all. You don't think I would? No, you wouldn't. How much? Five pounds a quarter. Very well. Miss Bathsheba Everdeen, would you like to marry me? Miss Haragard, I want a husband. If I ever were to marry, I'd want somebody to tame me, and you'd never be able to do it. Miss Everdeen, your neighbor. Good hunting, Miss Everdeen. He's rich. He's handsome. Miss Everdeen, I want very much to have you as my wife. I don't think I've ever seen a face as beautiful as yours. Meet me tomorrow. Nobody would know. should have nothing to do with it. Don't listen to him. Don't believe him. Why? If it's difficult for a woman to define her feelings in a language chiefly made by men to express theirs. I'm not such a fool as to imagine I might stand a chance. One day I will leave you. You can be sure of that. Miss Everdeen will never marry you. Well, if you've read the book, you'll know the outcome of that one. But it's always interesting to view the story again through the eyes of a different director. Far From the Madding Crowd is directed by Thomas Vinterberg, who directed The Hunt, and stars Carrie Mulligan as Bathsheba, Michael Sheen as Boldwood, Matthias Schoenert as Gabriel Oakes, and Tom Sturridge as Troy. Next up, something for the fashion fiends out there, a documentary about Iris Apfel. Uh, they say Apfel in the film, but it's probably Apfel, meaning apple in German. Anyway, Iris is an American businesswoman, interior designer and fashion icon. She's 93 and she has more spunk and energy than the best of us, I promise. Despite being a fashion icon, she told Vanity Fair magazine recently that she prefers the term geriatric starlet, something to aspire to. So as a young woman, Iris worked for Women's Wear Daily and for interior designer Eleanor Johnson. She also was an assistant to illustrator Robert Goodman. In 1948, she married Carl Apfel. Two years later, they launched the textile firm Old World Weavers and ran it till they retired in 1992. Iris also took part in several design restoration projects 
including work at the White House for nine presidents. At age 90 in 2012, um, Apfel was a visiting professor at the University of Texas in Austin, where she consulted and lectured about style and other fashion topics. She still does consult and lecture every now and then. In 2013, she was listed as one of the best dressed over 50 by The Guardian. And uh, in 2005, the Costume Institute at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City premiered an exhibition about Iris's style entitled Rara Avis, Rare Bird, the Irreverend Iris Apfel. I didn't give a damn about going to the party or being at the party. It was getting dressed for the party. And there's truth and poetry in that. Over 75 years of influence in fashion, interior design, the icon Iris Apfel. That's so nice to hear. Makes a girl feel like there's still a chance. I don't have any rules because I would only be breaking them, so it's a waste of time. Iris is an artist. What she uses all of her clothing and her accessories to do is compose a new vision. She looks very vogue-y. She has the most remarkable collection of couture costume jewelry in the United States. I like to improvise, do so on playing jazz. I was probably the first woman to wear jeans. Sounds crazy. It was. I could feel the pulse of her excitement about living. Mrs. Loman, the original, said, you're not pretty and you'll never be pretty, but it doesn't matter. You have something much better. You have style. I get more kick out of this. It cost four dollars and change, and if my husband took me to Harry Winston, it's not a dull marriage. I can tell you that. Their fabric company had done a lot of work for administrations in the White House. We started them too. We're not supposed to talk about the White House. They get very upset. But well, we had a problem with Jackie. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Everything I have, I go out and find. How often do you need the fix? Oh, I like to have it more often than I get it. <laughs> I've never heard you say, I don't like the way that person dresses. I can't judge. It's better to be happy than well-dressed. <laughs> In the words of my grandpa, a woman is as old as she looks, but a man is never old until he stops looking. You know why I think you did this film? Why? Because he's very handsome, and I think you, you really had a crush on him. Everybody does. I know. He's like a magnet. My God. Are you inspired? This documentary was directed by Albert Mazels. He and his brother David are the filmmaking duo whose claim to fame would be the original Grey Gardens documentary. You should look it up. And sadly, Albert Mazels passed on earlier in March this year. May he rest in peace. Next on the list, something for fans of comedy, Welcome to Me, starring Kristen Wiig. Now, Kristen plays a woman, uh, Alice Klieg, who's suffering from disassociative personality disorder and she wins a chunk of money in the lottery. How lucky is that? She's a big fan of Oprah, rather obsessed actually, and other talk shows. So she uses her 80 million lottery windfall to produce a cable access talk show dedicated to examining her life and relationships. She decides to call the show Welcome to Me. And the program offers her a platform to explore past emotional traumas in addition to featuring the occasional cooking segment. You blinked. What is this? I thought we were having a staring contest. No, this is therapy. This is not a staring contest. 
Everybody comes to our beautiful planet Earth to, to do, do something great, something unique, something that only you were born to do. Cheers. Is it not good? I don't drink. Thanks for calling the California Lottery. If you're calling to report a winning, just say, I'm a winner at any time. I'm a winner at any time. Yesterday was a very lucky day for Alice Klee. You must be the big winner. Hi, I'm Rich. Me too. $86 million. To Alice and her new life. Look out, world. What do you want to do, Alice? Something big. I want a talk show with me as the host. Mm. How much would that be? $15 million. And I want to come in on a swan boat. This morning I woke up and there was a pubic hair on my pillow shaped like a question mark. You're seriously gonna do business with this person? Why does my show look like Oprah? Because you ate a cake made out of hamburger and started crying. So good. Do you ever feel happy, disgusted, excited, and bored at the same time? Yeah. Alice, no, I can't. Ratings. You beat the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They picked up my show for five days a week. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm very worried about you. You're off your meds, you're living at a reservation casino, and you're hosting your own talk show. Where is she? In the booth recording her theme song. <laughs> what are you playing at here? She wants to be televised. And you're milking it as long as you can, huh? Now we're all paying attention. Welcome to me. Take a deep breath. Can you take a deeper breath than that? I want to do it myself. Welcome to Me also stars Joan Cusack, Jennifer Jason Leigh, whom we haven't seen in a while, a single white female, uh, James Marsden and Wes Bentley in this film produced by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Lots of promise. Last but not least, horror buffs would know this, but Don't Look Now, the horror movie which debuted in 1973, directed by Nicholas Rogue, will be remade soon by Liam Neeson's production company, Nonstop. It's based on a book written by Daphne du Maurier, who's quite an intriguing writer with a, with a very interesting past herself. There was a made-for-TV movie or a series made about her recently, I caught it. It's called Daphne. Um, and Daphne du Maurier, of course, is behind movies such as Rebecca, which was a stellar hit. Don't Look Now stars a very heraldo-looking Donald Sutherland, very different from the way he looks now as President Coriolanus Snow in The Hunger Games. And uh, it also stars the very flawless Julie Christie. Now this movie is famous for its insinuated horror. It's more suggestive than all-out grotesque, you know, which is sometimes scarier. It's no exorcist, but it is famous for two very big elements a dwarf serial killer and a red riding hood coat and a sex scene which was so real it had everyone questioning whether it was real we'll have to ask president snow 
Anyhow, the story revolves around a couple played by Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. They're the kind of 70s parents who leave their kids to play outside while they're indoors. Ring a bell? Yeah, my parents did that all the time. But tragedy strikes, of course, and their daughter Christine drowns in a pond. Thereafter, there is no peace to be had and the family go to Venice to escape the memories. What happens there? They say seeing is believing, but only a split second of time separates the past from the future. The present is crushed between them. A thin thread of life in a skein of death. looking at? I don't know what's happening. You are warned. Things are not what they seem. Don't look now. What is it, Mr. Baxter? What is it you fear? Find him. Don't! You must find him! You must find him! It was a warning. It was Christine. She was trying to warn us. Your life is in danger while you're in Venice. <laughs> what is it you fear? Christine is dead. She is dead! <laughs> Did she die suddenly? <gasps> Laura! Laura! John, I wish you'd believe me. <laughs> You are warned. Things are not what they seem. Don't look now. Well, until the film is made, I thought you might like to catch this one, uh, the original, and brace yourself for the remake. Studio Canal have announced plans for a modern take with Andrew Rona and Alex Heinemann on board to produce. Andrew Rona's previous titles also include Scary Movie 3 and Dracula. Well, that's all I have time for today, but that's because we've got some special programming related to World Press Freedom Day uh, coming up after this. But don't worry, Sunny Kind of Love will be back next week. We go off again to a desert island, this time with Elvira Arrow. And I'm going to leave you with Don't Look Now by Butterfly Boucher. Don't you just love that name? Butterfly Boucher. This is Maya Tan signing off on a Sunday Kind of Love, BFM 89.9. Have I... Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.